Doris Birch, the founder of the Fat Factor. Many women are hiding. They are not willing themselves a priority in order to step into their next level. <coughs> They're not willing to let their old selves die. They are quitting on themselves. But to create the vibrational space to step into their new fab you next level, in order to begin showing up in every area of their lives, in order to find the woman you wish to become, a choice needs to be made. Ready to say yes to your soul and become the next level new fab you now? It's gonna take some inner determination and strength. Well, let me tell you, and allow me to be crystal clear here. It takes a lot. I mean a lot. Okay, I said a lot. Of a lot. A lot of courage to release the old and step into your next level fabulousness of truth. When you get real about who you are and say unapologetically, here is who I am. I think this way. I feel this way. I vibrate this way. I live on this sort of frequency and I show up this way. Do you see the shift here? Do you live the shift here? It is critical to do you are truly committed to having it all, a life fully by design and on your terms. And yes, that is absolutely possible. In order to shift the old, become and finally break the pattern once and for all because it can be broken. You might ask why? Well, simply, there are still too few women who are giving themselves unapologetic permission to have a seat at the, now I want you to hear me clearly, to have a seat at the I want it all table. And that can mean anything for anyone. And there are fewer women who truly own and command their space. I know you think you're owning it. I know you think you're commanding your space, but let me, let me say this. You make choices out of guilt or shame or blame. You compromise, you settle, you sacrifice. You continue to sabotage or destroy. This affects everything, everything. Is it any wonder that you don't really let yourself dream that dream anymore? Never mind, act on it. How do I know all of this? Because once upon a time, once upon a time, this is why I think this must change and it must change now. So what new fab you is all about is letting go of the old, the distorted, the shadow you, who you thought you had to be. New fab you is simply that the old you must to make for the new fab. So let me ask if you've had enough of just playing and you're ready to actually play life the way you know it's meant to be. Make the decision say goodbye to the old because it is time to stop trying to create around the same old people. And it's time to stop trying to create a you, a new you around the same old thinking. 
stop trying to create a new you around the same old habits and stop trying to create a new you around the same old departure place. You just got to say yes. Well, you don't got to. You don't got to say yes at all. But you do if you want to change. Be who you're really meant to be. Then say yes. Yes to you. Yes to your soul. And like I asked you earlier, you got what it takes. Well, trust me when I say it takes courage. It takes immense courage to be the real you. So enough. Enough with hiding your light. Enough with being less than. Enough with trying to fit in. Do it right. Be professional. Enough with saying you're different but not saying it. And enough with being scared to sell your services and yourself. It is time to give yourself unapologetic permission to be you. And since I've given myself unapologetic permission to be the fabulous Doris Birch, joining me today on the new Fabu show is my fabulous rock star guest, Nina Mandelson. So let's have her come on. Woohoohoo! So excited. Hi, Nina. Hi, Doris. How are you? How are you? I am fabulous. How are you? I am very good. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me on to talk with you and your community and to share this message. It's really fantastic. And I loved what you were saying, you know, about saying yes um, to so many parts of us and um, my hope is that we can also talk about what it means to actually say yes about our bodies oh yes we are and and to get there um is you know we're going to chat about you know about we create what we see in our own minds and that comes into play with this vessel this body and so kind of tell us your story of of what you know i call you getting your wake up moment or your evolution moment to step into your new fab you what did that look like for you yeah so for me um i always felt like my body wasn't okay the way it was right somehow keep talking i forgot one thing keep talking okay somehow i thought because of our culture, that I was supposed to be tall and thin and blonde. And I was none of the above. Um, I never will be tall. I'm not a tall person. I never was blonde. I never will be blonde. I could be blonde if I wanted, really wanted to be. And my body is not the slim type. I'm a curvy gal. So, but in my social construct, I really believed that my body wasn't okay the way it was. And so starting from when I was a teenager, I went on my first diet, started Weight Watchers when I was 13 or 14, and went on and off of Weight Watchers for decades, went on and off of every diet, every cleanse, always feeling like if I could just make my body be that idealized size, that size that's supposed to be culturally a approved of, get that, that stamp of like, oh, you look good, right? 
And even when I would become a smaller person in my body, inside my eyes was still were still seeing a body that wasn't good enough, right? So there was always this struggle of not feeling like my body was okay, feeling like I should be smaller, feeling like I should try the next diet on Monday, having this conversation on Monday like, okay, this is the new thing. And then by Thursday feeling like, ugh, I can't do this. I am a failure. What's the matter with me? And so going around this diet cycle my whole life. So there was this feeling of struggle. Um, and what I often refer to as the war that so many of us have with our body and our food, right? Should I have eaten it? I wish I hadn't eaten it. What should I be eating now? What's the latest, greatest, newest trend? You know, nowadays we've got keto and paleo and I did raw food and Atkins and, you know, Scarsdale, all these different kinds of ways to try to fit myself into societal's, society's approved of box. And so eventually I got to this place where I was like, wait a second, this is too painful. This is just too painful. And I started having kids and I was like, I do not want to pass this legacy of struggle, of not feeling good in my own skin, of not feeling at home in my own body. I do not want to pass that on. And so I started... Well, I'd already been doing so much. I'd already been doing, you know, yoga and meditation and, of course, all my diets and years of therapy. And eventually all of that seeking brought me onto the path of what I do now, which is coach women to help them come into a place of feeling good and at ease in their body. And that happened because I was start, I was working almost 30 years ago as a body worker, my hands on women every day, hearing their body stories, right? And all of our bodies contain a story. And so many of us as women contain trauma in our story. And so our body is carrying those painful stories. And then we're using food as a way to crank down the volume on the discomfort of being in our body and in our body story. And we use food to cope, right? So from that place of really hearing women's body stories, I was like, you know what? There's more to this. And I went back to school. I got a master's in counseling. I became a therapist and then studied nutrition, went into that layer of it. To maybe I could crack the code on the food. But then I was like, no, it's all of it. It's the body-mind connection. It's what we eat. It's how we feel. It's what we say to ourselves. It's all of this whole relationship that we have with our body that needs healing in order for us to feel truly at home. And so it was really a process. Like when people say, what was your aha moment? I was like, oh, wow, do I wish there was a moment. But it was like a slow growing into both myself personally of being like, yes, this is my home. There's one of my favorite sayings in French, je me sens bien dans ma peau, it means I feel good in my own skin. So years of trying to get there and also years of developing my ability to help other women do the same thing. Yeah. That is, that's a lot. 
um, I'm sitting here and I'm hearing you and I'm hearing all that. And I'm like, wow, that have a lot of things going on. Don't have that one. Thank the goodness, because I'm hearing that and I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. I'm sitting here trying to really understand how all that could be going on in the dynamics of a woman with being a woman and all what comes on with that. And then you have all of that going on around food and body. That is a lot. That is really a lot. It is so much. And I know I'm not alone. Right. When I talk to women. Right. You're not. I mean, right? the, the diet industry is a 62. This is an old statistic. Sixty two billion dollar industry. That's how much money is invested in trying to tell us that we're not OK and that this diet pill shake, whatever, has the answer for you. Right. So. All of that money is going towards telling women, you don't really know your body. You really shouldn't feel good about yourself. There's really something else you should strive for. And so we start internalizing that as there's something wrong with me. Like, I don't look like the billboard. I don't fit into that latest fashion. I don't, you know, conform to the TV figures right i don't fit the mold i don't belong right so we have to get to this place of wait wait we have to come home to belong we have to belong in our own skin this is this is just a heavy conversation i mean i'll be honest i i, I very seldom have conversations that I find are very intriguing. This is one I find very intriguing. Um, one, I do believe, absolutely, you're correct, needs to be talked about. Um, but I'm sitting here and I'm just processing it. And so going back to my original thing is that we create um, what, how we see ourselves through our minds. And so when we are creating what we see and if we have all those dynamics happening, that woman goes out into the world all i can all i can think from my perspective is that how um low her her vibrational frequency is how out of alignment she is to living her purpose and making whatever her real reason she was born and brought into the world relevant for other people um to be energized or, or assisted, whatever her thing is. I just find that I don't see how that woman could really be in her truth and in her calling. It's very hard for a woman when we feel like we're not good enough, when we feel like we want to hide, when we feel like we have to drape our bodies so that our curves don't show or so our body doesn't show because we're trained to be ashamed of it right? There's something wrong, right? The difference between guilt and shame. Guilt, like, oh, you know, I shouldn't have eaten that brownie. Shame is, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with me that I ate that brownie, 
What's wrong with me? Where's my self-control? There's something wrong with my body, right? There's that feeling of brokenness. When we have that feeling of brokenness, it is hard to go into our life and to be visible and to be seen and to be completely, like, let ourselves be who we are, right? I often say that the work that I do is helping women feel at home and good in their own skin and have a positive, healthy, responsive, respectful, compassionate relationship in their life. But yes, that's the work I do. But then what's the result? They get to go in their life and be visible. They get to go in their life and be themselves. Because when our culture, literally there are quizzes around this, are shown pictures of women who live in larger bodies and women who live in smaller bodies. And the women who are considered to live in larger bodies are rated less smart. They're rated less likable. They're rated less desirable for a job, less hardworking, right? That's weight stigma in our culture, in full action, right? So when we can help a woman go, wait a second, I am not going to play by this rule of weight bias and weight stigma in our culture. I reclaim myself. I am going to be in this body. I'm going to nourish her. I'm going to take care of her. It doesn't mean I'm trying to be a size zero. I am going to honor who my body is, take care of her. Then I get to be full out. Then I get to be my fabulous self. Yeah. I mean, I think about, I've had in the past a couple clients who had um, some some weight issues and wanted to be that. And amazing women, amazing women. But as you're talking, I could see how this piece was not communicated to them. It's not anything in my frame of reference that I can communicate to them. Um, but I can see how what you're saying now was that element that needed to be connected for them that hasn't been, I don't still think even to this day, um, but how, if so, if that could have shifted and they really could have stepped into what they were to step into and be really being that woman. This is a crazy conversation. I love it um, for so many reasons. Cause like I said, it's not, a, I mean, I am feeling really, I have, I mean, I have just, I love when I have a brownie and with, and I have a brownie without guilt. Um, I'm going to appreciate that because I don't know. I mean, I just like, I don't, I just, I just like, I'm loving this conversation. This makes so much sense to me on so many levels of looking at certain people that I know or people I work with and just, that was the thing. It was like in 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 wondering what is you know this is they they say they want this, but they're feeling all these thoughts because it's the like what you just said. I don't know that women are feeling those kind of thoughts that you know they're looking you know except for one thing you said. The only one thing I know is is true because I've been in human resources. And and worked and and being a fashion major and worked in retail and 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 stores. I always know there's a stigma. I've always seen that and known that with women were a certain size and weight. 
um, which is why I now love, because when I was coming into the fashion field, it is no way in God's green earth, no way that girls who had were a 10, and that's not big, could be in any kind of form of fashion. Now, I love it now. And so it's like I follow a couple of style bloggers who are amazing, rocking it and stuff. And I love that. But I knew back in, in my time coming up, that would not have been possible. No, no, so I love this conversation that is being opened up that there are women who, a woman like you who've gone through it, says, you know what? This needs to be a new conversation. This needs to be a conversation. I that conversation needs to be had with Oprah. She's got it. Well, she I mean, has been like, struggling. She has been struggling her whole life, right? I She's know. Been struggling and I her always whole like, life with that. Can help her. And I'm like, Nina, I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this conversation, it is so powerful. I know I we talked before and I was like, this is such a powerful conversation that it needs to be out in the masses because I don't hear anyone speaking like you. Well, the thing is, is most people are saying, oh, you want to take care of yourself? Here, here's the diet that will do it, right? It becomes an external fix as though we're broken. And here, you want to feel better? You want more self-confidence? Here's how to lose weight. The weight loss is the answer. That is not the truth. That is the lie of patriarchal money-making society. That is not the truth. The truth is how do we take care of ourselves? We create a relationship with ourselves. We don't look for the answer outside. We go, okay, how do I start to respect myself? How do I start to even listen to myself? How do I honor the story that my body's gone through. How do I even honor, if I'm struggling with unwanted weight and I'm like, yeah, yeah, Nina, I hear you, but still, you know, I got these five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 50 pounds. It's unwanted. I would just feel better. Great. I hear that. I understand that it might not feel comfortable, but there is some message. There is some wisdom in that unwanted weight. Our size is there for a reason. And some mm -hmm. people will say it's a medical reason. Sometimes it is, right? There's different um, conditions that have women living in larger bodies. Sometimes it's just plain up who we are genetically. We're big, fabulous Amazon women. Sometimes it's I've had trauma and my weight was my way of safety. That's how mm -hmm. I created a safety and a boundary with the world to keep myself safe. Sometimes that unwanted weight is, you know what? I was a little kid and I nobody took care of me. So you know what? I went to that candy store or I went and got those burgers or I did whatever I needed to do to make sure that I was taken care of. Whatever it is, instead of going, there is something wrong with all my size, is going, no, let me honor this body. Let me respect the journey that this body has been on and find out what she needs, not what the culture is telling us. What does she need to feel truly nourished instead of being managed, right? We have a very management-oriented 
perspective towards our bodies in this culture. Let me manage my body. Let me put it on a diet. Let me train it for a marathon. It's very tight. And eventually, as you said, like with the brownies, I love my brownie. I enjoy it, right? We're going to bust free into pleasure. We want pleasure. And so that restriction, that management model isn't going to work. So we're going to bust out into pleasure. And then what happens is, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? I didn't keep my diet. I couldn't keep on the plan. And we're back in body hate. And we go then back to body management to the diet. Then, oh, I can't do it. Oh, I'm back in body hate. And we go around the diet cycle. And my work, my passion, my mission is about helping women get out of that paradigm and let's create this new paradigm of where you get to feel at home, comfortable, nourished, connected, and in a strong, really responsive relationship with your body where you cease fire. Cease fire. Stop the body wars and come into a place of peace. So when a woman gets to that place, so when she's getting there and how, and so from that place, changing everything of how she viewed herself up to that point, she had this metamorphosis inside of herself and shift. From that place, is it is it always still a, I don't wanna say, that's not the word I wanna use. Uh, I'll just say a reminder um for lack of better word um but do you get a reminder as you keep going and keep living that will try to push you back mm-hmm. to the old thinking it's a great question so the way i think about it is in um, neuropsychology so our brain has patterns neural neural pathways right there's certain messages now like I'll use myself as an example. I had a neural pathway. It's like a radio station playing. You're too fat. Your body's too big. You're not acceptable. You should lose weight, right? Nonstop radio station playing very, 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 very loud all the time. Can't believe you ate that. What are you going to do tomorrow? How is it going to be better? It's that food obsession, body um, stressing, stressing about body. So as you do this work and start to create new neural pathways, new radio stations playing that say, wait, what What do I need? What would support me? How can I really nourish myself? How can I start talking nicely to myself in the mirror instead of every time I catch to look going, ugh, I can't believe it, right? So we start to create this new pattern, which lets us be more visible, which lets us have a more juicy life, a better sex life, a better you know, more out there with our work, more confident with our friends, all that good stuff happens. And that radio station, that really loud one, that it plays the critical voice, I have found that she gets quieter, but she hasn't gone away. There'll be sometimes I'm stressed, something's happening, and I'll look in the mirror and I can hear that voice going, yeah, that dress, a little tummy-ish, you know, and you're really, your thighs are, I'm like, really? Really? You're still talking to me? And it's like, and I'm like, really? What do you really feel? Because what it's saying is, I feel fat. Fat is not a feeling. It's a placeholder for something more. So I'll turn to it because I've learned how to be in a relationship. I'll turn to that voice and go, really? That's what you have to say to me? What are you really feeling? When I really ask, 
take it deeper. It'll often be, I'm a little scared, feel vulnerable. I don't know what else to do. I feel out of control. And this voice is the only way I've learned how to control. Mm. Let me control my food. Let me control. This will control the world. I'm feeling out of control. So I feel fat. That's easier than saying, I feel scared. I feel mm. out of control. Wow. I feel vulnerable. I feel afraid of life sometimes, right? So our relationship with our body, our relationship with unwanted weight, our relationship with the size of our body or our breakfast is a doorway into much deeper feelings. It's our doorway into what am I truly feeling? What's really going on? Right? How am I really trying to take care of myself? How is this little kid trying to scramble so that, ah, oh, I feel soothed? Turn mm. the volume down on my stress. Wow. Wow. So, as you were talking, I read, oh, this was my question. I had two questions come up, but time's sake, I'll ask one. Um, with this insight, with this, with this, with your work and with your ability, when you're in a room, I know with my work, I can always see a woman who is not in her truth. With your work, are you able to, to pick that up as well? Yeah. So often I see the women who are doing what, what, what's called body checking. They're like, looking at other people, women, you can see them do this. I don't know if you've seen, probably seen this. This is the scan. They scan other women from top to bottom, right? Checking out their body because that's how they look at themselves in the mirror. Is everything acceptable? What's your size? It's not like, oh, is your necklace cute? That's a whole other conversation, right? That's like the accessories, fun conversation check. This is a, <laughs> let me check your body and your size of your thighs and your butt all the way down and back up because that's how they judge themselves, oh. right? So they're body checking other women. You also see them sort of tugging at their shirts or oh, their sweater, yeah. trying to make sure that there's none of the like, you know, flabby and the rolls and nothing showing, right? Yeah. So you, I see women do that. They're often a lot of um, just trying to cover, okay. right? I'm ashamed of my body. And sometimes, not always, there's a little bit of a posture. Uh, I'm hiding. I want to hide my body. There's not a, you know, this is me, all, whatever many pounds of me, here I am in all of my goddess fabulousness. Well, you know, here's one thing I definitely have always said, or I don't know if I've always said it, but in my awakened state, one of the things I love more than anything with any woman, it doesn't really matter her size or anything, is that I just love women who are totally in their power and literally walk through a room owning it. And I, at that moment, I've always noticed that I don't notice anything other than her being in her power and her essence. That's all you feel. That's all you see. Um, you don't even notice the any other external things. Really, you don't. And people think I'm crazy when I say that. But that's not. But I just love women to be 
in their power and their truth and their essence and have worked on themselves to the point where they do show up fully in their fullness um, and just like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, I just love that. I mean, it's even like on the show. I mean, only most of the time I do talk to people before they come on the show. A couple of times I've talked to someone who hasn't, who's been on my show that I'm like, ah, oh, I had a conversation with her, <laughs> you know, because it's, it's the, you, you know, you just, your essence just shows like if you didn't tell us your story, no one would know that was your story, you know? And it's why people do have to share their stories because they can see the Nina today and like, oh, she would not have a clue because you you just exude so much power and just your confidence and just your beauty and stuff is just so out there that no one would know once upon a time you were the other version. And we all have kind of times when we were a different version of ourselves. And I think that's why we do the work we do. Um, but I just love that who you are. I love your message. I love, you know, I, is in, in, if a, if a 62 late statistic billion dollar industry, oh my gosh, your voice, your message mm. is absolutely needed. I don't, and, and basically, and here's the thing, because we're going a little over, but I do want to say this. When you get to that place within themselves, then once a woman knows, and if she then wants to release weight, it's from a healthier place. Yes. And sometimes one of my things, and the other thing that I do is I write um, poetic essays about the experience of living in a body and, and healing our body. And one of the poetic essays is, my weight is none of my business. <laughs> when we get in the practice of really listening to our body, really like honoring her as best we can, the weight takes care of itself. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean we'll be a size zero. We'll be the weight that our body is most comfortable at. But we know we are in alignment with truly caring for ourselves, with truly listening to our body's needs, with truly responding to our hunger, not just our physical hunger our soul hunger, our pleasure hunger, our ambition hunger, right? We're really in that place of feeding ourselves fully. And so food isn't the only, only, it's not the default for all nourishment. Right. And so when we're doing that, often the weight, it adjusts itself in the way that that is right for our body at our age at our time of life at the season all of that ah oh, nina i love it i love it oh my gosh this conversation was powerful this one made the time go by almost like my son being 18 now and graduating like who <laughs> but okay tell everybody how they can find you um yeah so the best way to find me is my website, ninamanelson.com. 
you can get some really fun freebies there. I have a great ebook on more about what we talked about, this really important relationship with your body. Uh, I'm also on Facebook at Nina Mandelson. I'm on Instagram at Nina Mandelson. Uh, and you can find a lot of my poetic essays uh, in all of those places. And, oh, and on Facebook, I have a really fabulous free group called the Nourished Woman Nation. Ooh. which is this wonderful community of women who are really focused on from the inside out feeling good. Mm, that's powerful. Nina, we have to have you on the show again later on. It. it would be a oh pleasure. To have another conversation. There's just not enough time. Um, but thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much. Such a joy to be with you. Really a delight. Okay. Everybody, this is a wrap. Thanks for joining. Remember, don't be invisible. Be fabulous. I'm the Fabulous Doris Birch. See you when I come back again. Bye.